Radio AI. www.radioai.net The public resource for artificial intelligence literacy by the people who do AI. In this podcast, we'll be talking about automatic reasoning. To put this podcast on automated reasoning in the context of all the buzzwords around AI, we would call automated reasoning a technology in cognitive systems. Cognitive systems, unlike big data and machine learning, are made from concepts and facts about the world. They're usually combined with other systems together, like sensory arrays, sensory systems, and it can also be connected to machine learning and big data. But the idea of automated reasoning relies on concepts and facts about the world. In an AI system, it's important to ask the question, what do we mean by that term, world? The world is a representation of a problem, anything that the system is working on. World can mean the world that you and I know and that we share, our physical environment. A world could be limited to the representation of a document. A world could be an image, analyzing the contents of an image. So for the moment that that computer is executing, the world is everything it knows and including that image. And it's useful to be able to create a world. A world can be shared. A world can have a state. And a world can have multiple perspectives. It can get complicated, but for now, let's just stick with the world is a representation of a problem. The short description of automatic reasoning is that it's the study of how to make a reasonable argument or proof using computer programming. Many kinds of reasoning exist in the world. Physicians use reasoning in making a clinical evaluation. Lawyers and detectives use reasoning to make inferences from facts. Think about Sherlock Holmes reasoning out loud about facts and observations to find out who the murderer is. So you can see this mental aspect of intelligence would be of interest in AI, and it's called automatic reasoning. Like math and physics, automatic reasoning involves representing the world in terms of symbols. Symbols represent concepts, thoughts, ideas. Symbols are fundamental to our language. They're fundamental to communication. The use of symbols goes all the way back to drawings on caves where we had graphical symbols. Automated reasoning use the mathematical process for reasoning in a computer program. The world, or observations about the world, are represented by a collection of symbols in computer memory. The computer program then uses the mathematical reasoning processes on these symbolic representations of the world in order to create new knowledge, reasoning in a lot of the same ways that we do. The idea of representing the world in some way in a computer program is fundamental to all of AI. This is what the programming language Lisp is really good at dealing with because it's based on symbols and the language itself is based on symbols. It was invented by John McCarthy and is used in many AI systems because of that. We'll be talking about automatic reasoning with Richard Waldinger, a senior research scientist at the AI Center at SRI International, the same place where the software agent Siri was first created, as well as a lot of other AI inventions.
Dr. Waldinger is a AAAI fellow, a fellow at SRI International, and recently he received the Herbrand Prize from the French Academy of Science for his contributions to the field of automatic reasoning. Dr. Waldinger did his PhD at Carnegie Mellon under the Nobel Prize winning economist who also happened to work on AI. That's when he first started finding there was a connection between what goes on in a mathematical proof with what happens in a computer program. Let's hear from Richard. How would you tell us what is automatic reasoning? What is that? There are systems that are very good at symbolic logic, symbolic reasoning, as long as it's expressed in mathematical symbols. Sorry, do you yeah. mind if I interrupt? What, uh, uh, what is yeah. deductive reasoning? I think we have to start really at the, at the kind of like ABCs of what you do. Deduction, what is that? Well, it's a reasoning based on the pattern of what you say, like if you say all fish swim and Ferdy is a fish, then you could say Ferdy swims, and that's that's a deduction. It's based on the pattern of what you say. You don't have to know anything about fish in order to make draw that conclusion. You just look at the form of what's said, and you can figure out that Ferdy swims. So would you say it's a little bit like what Sherlock Holmes does? Yeah, Sherlock Holmes combines observation and deduction. He so he uh, and a lot of a lot of what uh, Sherlock Holmes does is what they call plausible inference. Like it's not really you know I I say I I see that you've been in India. It's because well you say your vowels in a certain way and you have a certain kind of suntan. It isn't a hundred percent sure. It's just pretty likely. Whereas deduction is surefire. It's like mathematical thinking and deduction is what they use in a court of law. Is that right? From A and B, we get C? I know that lawyers do study logic as part of their training, but a lot of things that go on in the court of law depend more on analogy. Like, you look at a precedent and say, well, this case is similar to that case, and that case they decided this, so therefore in this case we should decide this too. And Mm -hmm. someone else could say, well, but this case is also similar to that case, and in that case they decided a different thing, so in this case we should decide the different thing too. So it's a little bit murkier than Mm -hmm. real deduction. But so in life, we use reasoning all the time. We say, uh, oh, I need eggs and I need bread. So therefore, we have some rule that says, if I need food, go to the grocery. If I need uh, screws and duct tape, go to the hardware store. So I would say that the idea of capturing this kind of knowledge in a formula or in a language for a computer, is that what you do? Well, yeah, that's a lot of it. Uh, exactly. It's sort of codifying uh, ordinary thinking in symbols. So the thing with representing it in a computer, though, it's almost like, let's take a robot. So if a robot were to walk into the room you're in right now, it could look around at the objects in the room, know that there's objects there, and these objects could be represented by some logical variable or logical statements. Sure. And then using automatic reduction, it could make conclusions about these objects in the room based on... Right, yeah. could figure out that since I'm talking on Skype and they could see that my computer doesn't have any wires connected to it so it might conclude that I must have a wireless connection that would be definite when we talk about automatic deduction how would you say this plays a role in the bigger picture of AI like for you what was your motivation to study this kind of artificial intelligence because we have many kinds well uh, there are some systems that are very good at doing symbolic reasoning so if we can encode real-life problems in a symbolic form we can expect to get some mileage out of 
out of these systems that do do very good automatic reasoning. The, the hope is that we can do better than people. Now, that has turned out to be the case very often. Uh, we have gotten to be able to do things that people can't do. And programming is something that depends a lot on reasoning. It, it, that kind of thinking is something that we could expect to get a lot of mileage about if we're good at symbolic reasoning, you know, like finding bugs in programs, whereas a reasoning system isn't going to take anything granted. So... There's two things that jump out at me from what you just said. One is the idea of a symbolic reasoning system, which is, I guess, what we were talking about before. These logical variables are really symbols of some object or concept, a mental concept or a document even online. And so when we reason about these symbols, we actually can automate a process of creating a model of the world. It's made up of all these symbols. And then you were talking about people... Well, representing life with symbols, but then how, what language, what programming language do you use for that? I use uh, things that are built on top of John McCarthy's Lisp language. Within Lisp, I use a system called Snark, which was implemented by Mark Tickle, who SRI. And uh, Snark was a, a reasoning system that's written in Lisp. But when, when I write stuff, I usually write stuff in, in Snark's own language, which, which is a declarative language. So it, it doesn't, it's not a programming language, it's just a language for stating facts. You state fact after fact after fact, and that sort of describes your world. And then when you want to ask a question, you phrase that as a theorem that you try to prove, prove that it's a logical consequence of the facts you know. And by proving it, you mean you create a series of deductions. Yeah, right, yeah. You draw consequence after consequence after consequence that leads a a chain from the things you know to the things you're trying to establish. So... Like, for example, if you wanted to make an airline reservation from, say, San Francisco to Hamburg, there's probably a lot of different ways an airline could schedule that. And if you automatically deduced an airline route or an airline itself, which one would I pick, you know, Virgin Uh Air, Berlin or Air, it would deduce these things for you, so you wouldn't have to sort of go to that trouble. Right, yeah. Well, uh, like you might try to prove that it's possible to go from San Francisco to Hong. Now, there might be many ways to prove that, and for each airline route, that might be a different proof method. Mm-hmm. So uh, each proof might give you a different route. Okay. And uh, you might have other criteria that would let you rule out certain ones. Like you might have your favorite airline that you collect mileage on. So you'd rather do that than, than do uh, one that you're, you don't have any connection with. Some might be faster. Some might not have, not have so many stops. So you might have ways of throwing away bad proofs and just keeping the ones that you that you want. So you have to specify what your criteria are for a route. Say you want to fly only by Virgin Airlines and you want to have a non-stop San Francisco to Frankfurt, say. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever you want, whatever is important to you, you want to minimize the time. Whatever it is, you, you say what you need. The reasoning system would take that into account in finding its proof. So if we look at what automated reasoning brings to the table in the world of AI and in our world, if we want to be able to trust a system, I suppose automated reasoning has a lot of built-in trust. In other words, most of us already use symbols. We can easily relate to the idea that symbols are our language, symbols are used on signs, symbols are used for communicating. They're part of our culture. It's it's part of who we are, and it has been that way from the beginning, since we've had language, I suppose. Perhaps before that, graphical languages existed, and they were based on symbols. So thinking about bringing 
the idea of representing knowledge as symbols together with mathematical methods that have been studied and hardened through centuries of time in different cultures, in different schools, in different applications, in a way that helps build confidence. But I suppose the most important aspect of knowing what an AI system's doing is to be able to ask it and to be able to see what it did. So one thing we didn't get to bring up was actually how these automated reasoning systems work. And on a computer, you have a clock that ticks, just like a regular clock. And so think about in an automated reasoning system, you have an engine and it it cycles like a clock. So for one cycle, you create an inference or you create the next step in the chain of reasoning and you can record it. You record the state of memory or the state of, of the facts of what you know and the next step in the inference chain is recorded and then it happens again. So you have this turn of the crank and you something new is added to what we know and then we record it. So there's this archive that's built and so later you can ask the system why did you draw this conclusion? Or why didn't you draw this other conclusion? And you can actually see what it knew at every step of the way and what the decision was. So there's a breadcrumb trail and that we can trust, that we can see. And these facts, remember, are represented in symbols that you can recognize. It's not mathematics, it's not probabilities, it's not long strings of ones and zeros, it's words and concepts that you recognize. So as a human being, you can actually connect to this information immediately without need for yet another step of translation. It doesn't mean that we can't make mistakes. Centuries of theories about things like the earth is flat were proven wrong later. So it is possible we're going to want to have different ways of reasoning. I, I think emotion is going to be one of the elements in AI that's going to break this paradigm. Another alternative paradigm from emotion and representing things symbolically is what could be called subsymbolic or sensory. And together, big data represents what we know as well. But for now, automatic reasoning and in general cognitive systems are very helpful in many aspects of our life. Medical reasoning, diagnosis, and courts of law, arguing and debate. Determining whether someone's argument was plausible was one of the first applications of this kind of logic or syllogism, hailing back to the day of Aristotle's time. It's still with us today. Many forms of human reasoning can be looked at through these kinds of tools. We haven't even touched on using these kinds of technologies for automatic text understanding, which is in English, which is based on concepts, our concepts, or something even more amazing, automatic computer programming. Being able to automatically generate computer programming code from high-level concept specifications and English-like statements is going to be a big part of the future. In order to increase reliability and confidence, and the rigorousness and consistency of the execution of programs, especially as society begins to adapt more and more to the Internet of Things, to the use of widespread cameras, etc. Because computer programs will need to be running alongside all these devices. We'll have a lot more confidence if there are mathematical rigors around how this is specified. The code that's created from our own English language and our own concepts that we all share. It is amazing to look at this and see that the first step towards representing symbols in a programming language is what brought us to be able to capture all this knowledge because our knowledge is who we are. Thanks for listening.
Stay tuned for more cool Radio AI podcasts.